What up, Nana Nathan? And Lava Dead Phenomenon Leads. My name is Stella Olesday. I'm Stella Olesday. This is Lisa Dixon. Episode 2024. Point 4. O-N-A. My dad is going by Ball Walker. And they talk about our favorite hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. With that being said, we're on the show. Here we go. So uh, I usually do tequila for this. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm not really fucking feeling Austin Matthews right now. Oh. So I'm not doing I'm not doing tequila in honor of our Mexican lord, Austin Matthews. I'm going classic, a uh, little Gretzky 99. This is a red cask. Um, I'm using this um, opera shot glass. There we go. Wow. Hey, Gretzky's from Ontario. Therefore, this is for Mitch Marner. <laughs> do, do the math. Do that. He was yeah. last year at the outdoor game that was supposed to be Toronto versus Buffalo well, and Hamilton. And Buffalo's a home team. Therefore, uh, Gretzky is a Leaf fan, and that's what I'm going for. There you go. There you go. And this is before the drink, folks. Now he's doing the drink. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Gonna do the, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. Bob, yeah, please, naturally, please, how you start any hockey. Here we go, folks. This is Bob here. Welcome to the Leafs edition of Not After 30. And like usual, El Jefe here is getting in the mood. He's getting fired up, and he's going to be drinking in honor of Mitch Marner. Oh, little little smoke. Take the drink. Oh, you classy bastard. Oh, and then he blows the smoke out after. What do you think this is? A movie? With Let's Netflix? go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that opened okay. up the cheers. Oh, nicely. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Charmy Police? This is a Leaf Edition. I'm joined, as always, or most of the time, by Ball Walker. Ball, what's up, baby? Always. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Kind of a... Uh... I've had better Still days. fired up. Yeah, yeah, we've had a lot to talk about, but uh, the Western Road Swing, not that great. Not, no. not the best. And, and there's been years past where the Western Road Swing has been delightful. Yeah. Smashing all those teams. Mind you, it started off really nice. Uh, anytime you can beat a division leader like they did when they played Seattle is always nice. Um, not only like beat them, but crush them 5 or 5-1. Could have, should have been maybe five nothing. Um, following game, they had two days off. They went to go see Bruce Springsteen, which everyone's making a big deal about. No one gives a shit. He's fucking seventy years old. How much energy could they have fucking exerted going to Bruce Springsteen? None of those guys probably were fucking a good alive. Show. Probably good none show. of those fuckers were alive when Bruce Springsteen even had a hit. Hit, let alone like he's gonna fucking play. I was born in the USA. Who gives a shit? Bruce Springsteen. No one gives a fuck. They lose 5-2. McDavid fucking lights out. Probably destroyed Samsonov's groin. Uh, side note, I don't know if I, I if I sent this message to you or not, but uh, I, was, uh, I was TSN's Cheryl Pounder, and she's like, I think Samsonov's injured. I said, why do you say that? She's like, remember that second goal that McDavid fucking split him on? I was like, yep. Dragged him out like he was a fucking toddler, dragging, dragged out of Toys R Us. Dragged him out and then sniped him five-hole. She believes that Sammy Saves' groin is tweaked, and that's why back-to-back games you did not see him play. Now, does he play this week 
was it Tuesday night they play against New Jersey? Does he play yep. in that game? I don't know. I honestly think they're going to give it back to Matt Murray because they played like shit in front of them in Vancouver when they lost to a fourth or a fucking the fourth worst team in the league, lose four fucking one, including two shorthanded goals. Are you fucking kidding me? I fucking I, hate this team. You can't be surprised though, El Hefe. I mean, we said this literally last month and multiple times in the years we've been on this. The Leafs play to their competition, whether that is good or specifically here, shit. And we are playing down to our competition constantly, and it is frustrating. Listen, I'm not doubting that. But what I have a hard time with is you have six new guys on the team. Fine, chemistry. I, I totally get it. Dangle, the more I listen to Dangle, the more I appreciate him because he's one of us, Bob. He's a guy. You change every month on Dangle. I, I'll say this. I overall love Dangle. But sometimes I sometimes I really feel for him. Like this week, I've been very sympathetic towards him. Other times I'm like, okay, bro, like fucking just fucking take a drag and fucking just peel back a little bit. But he was he's right. He goes <clears throat> his his whole thing was the Leafs started off this road trip. Right, like right at the trade trade that week. They start acquiring assets. They go on this five game swing or whatever it is. They start off big first game against Seattle. Win. Great. The next night, play a, a shitty game. But they're acquiring assets along the way. Um, so they lose a couple players. They lose Engvall, which I didn't realize that Pierre Engvall was, has been in the Leafs program for nine fucking years. Let me Long put this. Time. Do you know what GM fucking drafted Pierre Engvall? Take a wild guess. Nonis. Yeah, Dave fucking Nonis. That's how long <laughs> he's been in the fucking program. And yeah, this year they gave him a price increase and maybe gave him a little too much money. Who I like Peter Engvall. I thought for your third or fourth line guy, two million bucks, two point one million dollars. I didn't think it was a bad deal. Revisionist like history. Revisionist. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> But we shit on Engvall all the time. You shit on Engvall. I've always been an Engvall sympathist. That's not the right word. Yeah, he was always fucking fast. He could always skate like an NHLer. That's that's. Of course he could. He looks like a twenty foot guy out there beside Barzell. Doesn't matter. He couldn't. uh, Whatever. Anyways, he's not not that big of a loss. Good luck in (laughs) fucking Long Island with fucking what's his tits, Lou Lou Lemoreau. Well, you okay. are just not uh, – you're not a happy – I'm fucking sassy. I'm proud about being sassy tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you this, boss. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got some issues, man. This fucking weed hit me quickly. All right. Edmonton game, bad game. Not a good look. We're not even yeah. – we're way more topic, by the way. You listening to this? I know fucking Kyle's listening to this, fucking working hard and sweating his dick off. He's listening to this, laughing his face off. Edmonton game? Look, hold on first. Seattle game. Riding high. The new look Leafs. We got Ryan O'Reilly. We're going to win the fucking cup. We're the best. Awesome. I'm wearing a fucking loyal to Toronto sweater right now, Bob. I'm fucking in on this team. They pick up Ryan O'Reilly, a.k.a. ROR. I'm in. Nolan Air Charity, who's already grown on me, I'm in. Big game in Seattle. They win. 
they smoke the Kraken, I'm all in. I'm riding high. I'm thinking to myself, they might lose one game, but for sure they're splitting either the Battle of Alberta, they're splitting one of those games, which is what happened. They play Edmonton, they play like shit, the whole team's fucking embarrassed, and Leaf fans worldwide share that embarrassment. Next night, play a tight game in Calgary. Sure, a couple goals were called back against the Flames. Why not? They're fucking cheaters. Everyone knows that. Nazem Kadri scores, of course. Offside, fuck you. Doesn't count. Leafs win 2-1. Let's just say they got out of Alberta with just a little bit, just a little bit of the tip left. Fly into BC. You got a couple days off. Weather's a little bit nicer there. They're already dealing with their springtime weather. Maybe these boys went for a leisure walk in Stanley Park. What can I say? I don't know for sure. Maybe Morgan Riley took them around because he knows the area. All I can tell you is they fucking didn't show up to the arena. Rogers Arena, they weren't there. They didn't fucking play. I got home a little bit late from, from work. I was tired. Took the family out for dinner. Time I got home, this game was already out of hand. How does this happen? How do you cramp my style like that? How's it going to happen on Hockey Night in Canada? Which is even fucking played on CBC. And you get spanked <laughs> 4-1. How? I don't, uh, I don't feel good about yeah. the jersey either. I can't help it. We're starting with a rant. I don't care, Bob. It has happened. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, buddy. I'm not that upset as you are. It's not good how they're playing. But you know what? What is it? Six and four in their last 10, 38 and 17. I'm one of those people. I was giving them a bit of leeway on this Western trip. Okay. With all the newest acquisitions, because there were a lot. And I just knew with the Leafs being the Leafs that we were probably going to go 500 or at least just over, just under. They keep playing down to their competition. It is so frustrating. Yes. I agree with the Seattle game. I don't even really think about that game right now. I'm focused on the three Canadian teams. First off, what I want to say is fuck the refs because the uh, Nuge jumping in on Hall, which everybody is fired up, and Hall, you should not get your ass kicked by Nuge and Hopkins. That's pathetic. And this guy, he he need, he already needs to be out of the lineup. We'll, we'll at studs and duds or buds and duds, whatever the hell it's called. But Hall is out. Like uh, enough of this guy with Lilligren sitting out. Okay, but you get pumped. And then in the Vancouver game, when Myers, I think, is a dirty hit on Tavares. And then McCabe jumps in and he gets a penalty all those minutes. What? 17 minutes total. What is the major difference between that? Like it's such bullshit what the refs are calling. Anyways, besides the point, because that's not an excuse because the Leafs did play like shit. What I will say, Mitch Marner, like always looked fantastic. Like he has all season. That guy's worth the money. Probably the best Leaf player. Tavares before he got hit. Excellent as well. With the Vancouver game last night. Anthony, I got to be honest with you. I thought Murray did pretty well. I actually thought Murray played pretty well and the Leafs kind of hung him out to dry. And basically it was one really, really shitty special teams that screwed us with those two goals. And then the whole game was completely lost and they just gave up like they usually do, which is a bad sign. Edmonton, McDavid was on fire, scored two goals. The Leafs actually played well at the beginning and then it just got out of hand and they gave up. Calgary, solid win. Yeah, the Cadre one was offside, but but they played well. They helped out. Was that the one that Wall was in net for Calgary? Uh, um, Wall was in net. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely taking over the third spot for Shalgren and those guys. I think he played well. 
I praise him a lot, but holy hell, Riley. I don't know what you're doing out there a lot of the times right now, but you are giving up the puck. You are just thinking like a forward when you're supposed to be a one defenseman. It is really hard to defend you, especially a lot of the glaring issues on this Western road swing. There are some bright spots. I really like McCabe. Brody's been solid, although he got fleeced on that one uh, two-on-one and he looks like he got hung out to dry. But Hall needs to fucking go. Stop sitting Lilligren constantly for this guy. And Riley, wake the fuck up. I you I lost you a little bit there, but I'm pretty sure you just said fuck Hall. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, a little, little glitch there, eh? I was just saying that Riley needs to wake up and fuck Hall. A hundred percent. I I mean, I, I try not to be on the Justin Hall hate wagon. Um, I really, but it's, it's hard not to. And I, I just don't understand why, like why we, we have nine defense. Now. They're all NHL caliber. And I get it. You know, like the, like, Oh, playoff. Justin Hall is really good. Is he though? Is he really good? Cause regular season hall isn't very good. Yeah. So, so I mean, I love the idea. I love what, maybe me bother me what we should do. Do you think we, we should just go back in time, just recap some of these trades because I think we can talk. Like I think it's fair to talk about them. We we already recapped the um, the major one, like uh, Ryan O'Reilly, yep. the biggest trade, and maybe the deadline. I don't know. I know that Timo Meyer was a big deal as well too. But Ryan O'Reilly coming to the Leafs, that's fine. We haven't really talked about. We talked about the Jim Cave and Sam Lafferty trade. I think I'm pretty sure the like, no, last time we we chat. That was not. We didn't talk about that. I don't. No, I don't think. I, did any trades break, or was it just the O'Reilly one? I think it was just. A, we, for sure, we we did the O'Reilly. Yeah. So I I think it was just the O'Reilly one with Nolachari. Okay. So then let let's go back in time and let's just cover a couple of these. Uh, so the twenty eighth, February twenty eighth was was a busy day. They send a third rounder to the Islanders for Pierre Engvall. Sad to see you go. Cap space. I get it. Whatever. The one that kind of shocked me, but you did call it that Sandine would be the odd man out. Uh, Gustafson and a first Boston's first rounder. Okay. I mean, I guess it's good that they have, they're going to get a first rounder in this draft because they didn't have the draft capital again. I mean, I got to say this when, um, who's that fuck in, um, Tampa, the general manager. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, whatever, whatever his fucking it. name is. Yeah, um, you know he's like, well, you know, we don't really value. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but we don't really value draft picks. Uh, you know, like we'd rather get um, a player that we 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 know that we can get. and We don't mind trading out draft picks. Tampa hasn't had a first rounder in like five years, so and they probably won't have one for another couple years. And they've done pretty good. And I'm kind of buying into that mentality. Yes, draft picks are nice, but we just traded. Uh, a seventh rounder in Pierre Engvall, who was in the system for nine years, and a first rounder, and we got back well, like a th- another third rounder next year, a first rounder this year, and a proven NHL offensive defenseman, which the Leafs are like the worst team in the league when it comes to points from the defense. I'm okay. It with was between him or trades. a pick. It was between him or a pick, Gustafson. Yeah, and and I, I I'm okay I'm okay with like Sandine is a very serviceable NHLer, but 
where does he line up in his team with this lineup right now? He might be the third pairing or odd man out. So is it worth trading him? Yeah. Does, is this guy going to have like 10 serviceable years in him? For sure. He is a legit NHL defenseman, but is he on this team this year for this run? No. And trading him is the right thing to do. And I think they did the right thing by trading him, giving him some playing time, and maybe he can wreak habit a little bit in that weird Metro division that is just bonkers. Um, I don't, I'm okay with all these, tra- all these trades. I feel about these two trades. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's sad to sa- see Sandine go because he's a first round pick. And you know what? He played on the big team. He played in the show and, and he did well. He threw some big hits, which sometimes was a defensive liability. But the problem for Sandine, which it was always going to be a problem, is Riley signing that eight year contract because Sandine totally. is Riley. And therefore, yeah. he just doesn't really have a spot on this team because. You know, you you don't want that type of player sitting in your bottom six, like your third line defender. You're building for defensive uh, minded approach, big bodies, whatever. You see that with bringing in guys like Timmons and whatnot. And I mean, we already had Lilligren. So, yeah, it was the right move. You got kind of a first round pick back. So you got something back in the cupboards because they were bare. But it doesn't even really matter at this point because I personally don't give a shit because we need to win a first round. Like we could get rid of every draft pick and not draft a couple of guys for a few years. If we start having success in the playoffs and we re-sign the guys we have now, then I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. I think overall you're right. I think hundred percent, I don't mind having a couple picks. I thought for sure they're going to flip it again. And maybe they tried to flip it because, yeah. um, you know, Cheryl, Cheryl Pounder did mention to me that they need a goalie. And I thought for sure it was going to be like a guy like, um, who's that fuck Martin Jones or possibly even Jonathan quick. I thought for sure, one of no, those it would have been like James Reimer or something like that. But honestly, if they picked up James, I wouldn't be that disappointed. I, I mean, we're yeah, but why? Gonna, How is that an improvement? How is that an improvement? I, it's just an NHL. It's, NHL. it's just like, I mean, Joe Wall is probably an NHL quality goaltender from what we've seen so far. He's having a great season in the A. So does does he is he does he steal the number one spot? Probably not. You guys, you have. Sammy saves, who's probably your number one or whatever. And um, Murray, who is kind of doing his thing. Like we both agree. He played pretty well in an embarrassing loss to a Vancouver team that came out with something to prove. Um, So if he, so if you have Murray playing at a nine 11, which is what his season's at right now, then you're pretty happy with that. And if Sammy saves, I, I can look it up quickly, but I'm pretty sure his goals against is really, really good this season. I think he was at 925 or 927 or something like that. Well, I mean, while you're looking that up, if you didn't listen to first up or overdrive, obviously free ad for TSN there, but they were talking about that. They think Murray's going to be the number one in the playoffs. If healthy, not Samo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's all the talk right now. And guys like noodles and them think that it's probably the case. Like, and Carlo was definitely saying that Murray's going to be the guy of healthy. Do you have that confidence in him? I mean, he's played well when he has been healthy. He went on that nice stretch. It's just, is he reliable? And they now, honestly thought that that's why they didn't pick up another guy because they thought Murray is the same as the uh, acquisition. If he's healthy. All right. I have it right here. Um, so, okay. So Murray's save percentage obviously, obviously took a hit. Um, with a 4-1 loss, but now he's at a 9.08, which he, I looked it up. He was actually at 9.11 uh, 
before that game. So it took a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Samsonov is at a 9.15. Okay. So, I mean, uh, even when you want goals against, you have Samsonov at uh, 2.39 and you have Matt Murray at a 2.80. Those are both great goals against when you can score five goals. Because I feel, I feel like the Maple Leafs offense has dried up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the sun from the desert, I feel like right now they're just in this weird lull. And we can, I don't want to just gear out of it. I want to have this goalie conversation a little bit longer because I do believe that Joe Wall has a spot in this team. Now, let's say Sammy Saves is tweaked a little bit and they put him on the, um, I don't know, like long term. I don't know if it's long term, uh, five games or whatever it might be. If he did tweak his groin, give him two weeks off, maybe he can figure it out. And Joe Wall gets a couple starts in there, three or four starts. I'm okay to see what he what he has, because like uh, nobody else on this team, I feel like he has something to prove, and I feel like him being an asset to this team because he has something to prove could be a nice kick in the ass. Yeah. Well. <laughs> There's no denying with these injuries, which we haven't really touched on, but they're just kind of more or less breaking news. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly out four to six weeks with broken finger. Matthews kind of took a shot. He was a little day-to-day, and I didn't hear about Samsonov, but you're saying uh, it, he could it, be potentially. He's not like, yeah, there's no there's no the actual news of, of him being injured right now, which is great. Yeah, but... so, so with all that being said, you know what? If they want to do type uh, load management for Austin and some of these guys, Tavares, they want to take caution after that big hit with his head troubles from the Montreal series. And Murray, I mean, possibly the dreaded NBA load management, and we want to kind of keep him healthy if we have expectations for him to be in the playoffs, then you're right. This is the perfect time to play guys like Wall, to play Shalgren, to play whoever, to prove it. Because, yeah, this team's going to look different. There's going to be a little bit of line juggling, which – by the way, not happy with Keith line juggling lately. He's a bit doing a bit too much overthinking, I think, and doing, uh, especially with the defense pairs that should never go together. Hall and Riley, never, never, ever again. Okay, it, it, it seems to be like something he likes to go to just to just to oh. watch everybody lose their fucking mind. No, I've always said Riley needs a defensive-minded guy or at least someone close to that. You got to put him with. I, I would be okay with McCabe. Or his trusted stalwart in Brody, because Brody has a great defensive mind. And, and he's quiet most nights in a positive way. But Man, yeah, he, this is he was rolling in that in that Vancouver I know. game. He was, and it was, yeah. it was nice to see, to be honest. Uh, it was nice to see someone someone yep. want to play. A hundred percent. That's another big thing is uh replacements top movie, Gene Hack and Ken Reeves, but someone on this team <laughs> needs some fucking heart besides uh Willie Tavares Marner. They're they're getting no shit from me right now. Spoiler alert for Buds, even though they might not be all three. But everybody else on this team needs to wake up and get some fucking heart because none of this excuse bullshit. Oh, we're saving it for the playoffs. We're saving it for the playoffs. Saving what? Like you guys just want to just hold back and hopefully everything works. Like play hard. You be, should be playing these shitty teams. Like Tampa's kind of falling right now, but nobody should be expecting Tampa to completely drop out or shit the bed. But teams like Buffalo, Ottawa, they're moving up fast. Like Toronto, you don't want to slide at all. So everybody needs to step it up. Apparently, Engvall was the glue for the bottom of both lines. Who knew that? So I would have called that. Yeah, yeah he would have called that. But, but yeah, I, I'm definitely down to see more of Wall, see what these guys have, if that's what it takes. And 
don't want to, third time I'm saying these words, load management, but some of our guys are a little banged up and we got a goalie that we have Dubis and them have a lot of expectations on. So, all yeah, right, so goal, let, let, step up. Let's get back to it. Okay. So, so getting back to the trades, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, uh, I think both wins for the Leafs. Um, obviously McCabe, um, was rumored. This is what we talked about two podcasts ago. And this is, I'm stealing this directly from Dangle. Um, so most credit to him, but that win, I like McCabe, um, Lafferty. I'll say this about him. Uh, watching him on that Vancouver game, he seemed like he gave a damn, which made me happy. I was a little disappointed that, um, there's no huge reflection on the score sheet, but again, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal because you're looking at a third or fourth line guy. So as long as he's not giving up goals, I'm happy with that. So I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave Sandy alone and Jake McCabe. I'm happy with Bob. Where do you find this trade? How do you, how do you like it? Or how do you like it? Yeah, I love it. I think it's a win. I think it's a win. Yeah. Joey Anderson. I mean, okay, great. He showed a couple spurts. Maybe he can be a fourth liner. Maybe. And the first round draft picks, like I said, it doesn't matter. We're in win mode now. Like we are a top three team in a juggernaut East. So every here's team around thing. us, every team around us is getting better. What? Here's the other thing about Joey Anderson. Um, put on waivers a couple times a season, cleared every yeah. time. So yeah. I'm not too worried about that. No, um, it, was the, it was the big first round pick, but I mean, McCabe, I just want to say that is such a great pickup, a defense we need. We got him locked down for a couple of years. He's the type of guy who's going to be a fan favorite because like you said, he gives a damn. He's willing to throw a body. Yeah, he's not a massive fighter, but he's willing to drop the mitts. He makes some good defensive plays. He was a plus player on a Chicago Blackhawks team. That is absolute garbage. And I think he's a guy that can elevate his uh, defensive uh, line mate to more offensive capabilities. So I really like it. All right. Moving on. We have the Luke Shen, the prodigal son returns. Shenner. Oh, come on. Like, how do you not love this trade? I fucking love it. Basically Engvall for Shen, really, if you think about it. Yeah, that's exactly what, I mean, this should have been a three-way trade with the yeah. Leafs getting Shen back and a third rounder and giving up Engvall and a third rounder. So, I'm okay with all of this. All this stuff makes a lot of sense to me. Um, happy to see him donning the number two again. Uh, did you hear the story? He calls up, um, I guess it was, uh, McCabe and asks him how, how attached to the number two he was. And yeah. He's like, uh, I just picked it. He's like, cause I, uh, I'm coming back and I would really like to wear that number. I love it. I think it's such a great story. If, I mean, right now I don't even think the Leafs can get out of the first round. Like I, that's how I feel about the team right now. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, it's going to change. If they win two games in a row, it's going to change. But as, as we record this right now, I don't think the Leafs make it in the first round by, by the disgrace that they did on the, suite of the weekend in this Western Road swing. But if Luke Shen raises the cup as a Toronto Maple Leaf, a part of me will feel completed. Because if you remember, Ba, and I know you remember, I'll tell you this. When I first came into your group of friends, um, I had a conversation with Matt, angry Matt. And I was like, uh, uh, he was like this. Um, I don't, I don't know if my wife was my girlfriend at the time or my wife at the time, but she's like, Oh, Matt really likes hockey. You can ask him anything. He knows. I'm like, uh, who was the Leafs last first rounder drafted? And he's like, um, I think, it was, I think he said Kadri first of all, or Shepard, whatever he said, one of those two guys. 
And I was like, shit, man, this guy knows exactly what he's talking about, what he's talking about. At that time, man, you people don't understand. Luke Shin was our first first rounder in a fucking long time. Yeah. It if, was thrown to was, the wolves, Shenner was. Yeah. And, and and yeah, did he get an unfair shake? 100 percent Um, and I think what a lot of times what happens is that's what we expect. We expect these guys just to jump in and be ready to go. And that doesn't always happen. And and Shen proved that. But I mean, he's had a very up and down roller coaster career. But the guy's got fucking two rings. And yeah, okay, fine. He's not your first line D. Um, that's okay. He has two rings. Like, and he has two yeah. recent rings. It's not like he had two rings ten years ago and they're bringing him in for his quote unquote playoff experience. No, this guy won two of the last three championship rings. I'm a fan. Yeah, I completely love this trade too, man. I love that Luke Shen came back. I was always a huge fan of his. Like I said, high expectations, fifth overall in a stacked draft. I mean, it was what? Petrangelo, Dowdy, Bogosian, Stamkos, I think were the four before him. Absolutely stacked. He, you know, Toronto media, all of us fans, we wanted this guy to be the next Niedermeyer, and he was not that. He was just a solid, tough kid who could play a good defensive game. And I was actually surprised, not not that I didn't know, but I had forgotten that he had won the two rings. Because when he's saying that he wanted to win his third with Toronto, I was like, holy shit, yeah, this guy's a proven winner as well. I've been saying all year, I wanted Luke Shen to come back home for some depth, win the cup with us. And this is a great trade all around, especially for just a, a third round pick. And yeah, you know what? It's not going to mean much if we don't win, but I definitely think he's the type of guy who can make some really big defensive plays in the playoffs. Like he's going to be blocking shots, throwing body checks when we want a, a nice physical game. And I'm not quite there with you where I've given up on the team. And I think that they can't win a first round. I still have faith. I'm nowhere near talking shit, but we're a good team right now. We just got to figure out this goaltending. And you know what? Keith set the fucking defensive lines. Okay, here we go. I'm going to rally off a couple of first rounders. It had been okay. some time. So yeah. I'm just, I'm right now, I am going to tell you, uh, 95, we're going to start from 1995. Uh, the Leafs had a first rounder. I'm sure you mm. don't know who that was. That was um, Leaf legend Jeff Ware. Mm-hmm. 95. Okay. 96, no first rounder. 97, no first rounder. 98, first rounder. Guess who they drafted? This was the name you'll know for sure. I'll give you a clue. Ponikrovsky uh, or Antropov? Well done. Ponikrovsky yeah. was drafted in the first round, 10th overall. Yeah. And Ponikrovsky, yeah. same same uh, uh, draft pool uh, in the fourth round. Okay, so that was a first, that was a first, first rounder. Sorry, second first rounder in the 90s. Uh, the next one, 99, they had a first rounder at 24th overall. Luca Sereda. Uh, then they had Brad Boys, who they basically traded right away to the Boston Bruins. Still love that trade. I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> that was 2000. <clears throat> 2001, Carlo Colovacchio, who is now a radio personality. The following uh, 2001, 2002, you had <clears throat> uh, first rounder Alex Steen, won a cup in St. Louis. Good for him. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, no first rounder in 2003, 2004, no first rounder, 2005, two We all know what happened there. Let's not talk about it. Thank you very much. Hmm. Um, then 2006, you had Yuri Tulusti. Yuri Tulusti. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, when you listen to the, this draft class that the Leafs had in 2006, Tulusti, Kuleman, Reimer, Holzer, who I don't think played, 
or Benny and Holzer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Victor Stahlberg, who got two rings in Tampa. Uh, and then Tyler Rugensker. Fugazi. Yeah, who, who didn't knows? play any games in the NHL. And then Leo Komarov. 2006, hey. you were good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we still have Ryan in the league. Good for him. All right. Getting back to 2007, no first rounder. 2008, fifth overall, first round. Luke Shen. Now, yeah. now, this was a time when the Leafs were turning it all around. They weren't going to burn their first rounders. They were going to make it count. And Luke Shen was the cornerstone to that. Following year, 2009, Kadri. Uh, following year, 2010, they didn't have a first rounder. They had uh, Tyler Biggs. Who Tyler Biggs, Stuart Percy. Yeah. Josh Morgan Evo. Riley next. Nope. Garrett Sparks. That was 2013. Yeah. Oh, Garrett Sparks. Then, yeah, he that's 2011, 2012. Yeah. Morgan Riley, Matt Finn, yeah, 2012, yeah. Connor Brown, Matt Finn. Oh shit. Uh, and then 2013, Frederick Gauthier. Whatever happened oh. to you? Yeah. Anton uh, Bebo, who was supposed to be the Holy. next great goaltender. Uh, I don't know about great. Andrea Janssen. Uh, and then, of course, the 2014 class was again, yet again. Yeah. We're going to draft, farm, and produce, starting with William Nylander. And then do I even have to tell you, the next year, 2015, big draft class, tons of picks. You had Mitch Marner, Travis Dermott, Jeremy Baracco, uh, Andrew Nielsen, Martin. I'm not going to try that one. Jasper. Jazerkal. Jazerkals. Jasper Lindgren. And then I guess just some names I don't recognize. And then Austin Matt, then 2016, Austin Matthews, Igor Korshkinskov. Yeah, we're going to leave that as is. <laughs> Joseph Wall was also in Matthews' uh, drafts year, Adam Brooks, wow. Keaton Middleton, Demir Boylev. Yeah, uh, so then, then you're just going with all the guys we're having now, but right. pretty bare bones leading up to Schenner. 100%. What, what I'm trying to say is that. Luke Shen was the beginning of the Leafs we know today um, because at least before that were abysmal team that couldn't, that would have a little bit of playoff success or no playoff success at all. So That's I'm, I'm along. Oh, oh. <laughs> do you remember those days? Yeah, unfortunately I do. And those years weren't fun. And I'll tell no. you what, I'm paranoid that the fan base is going to scare away all our beloved characters like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Like, I mean, Willie, I always feel like Willie's one foot out the door. But I'll tell you what, if they have even, if they have decent success, and what I mean by decent success is conference finals. First round is not decent success. First round is a necessity. Yes. Second round, if they get out of the first round, and they have to fucking deal with Boston or worse. There's an upset and you're dealing with the fucking Islanders or the Penguins or a team that has is on borrowed time. That scares a shit out of me because Tampa expects to be there and should be there. And if they lose out, well, man, they had a good run. No one's going to hold against it. Uh, three cup finals in five years. Yeah. You had that one wacky year where you got crushed by Columbus because you had an amazing season and then did nothing but they came on and came back and won back-to-back cups. Yeah, it's COVID cup, whatever. We're going to still count it. And you gave him to a cup final. And yeah, you got crushed. But who cares? 
they have an impressive team. And out of the East, they're the team to beat because they've been the team for the last five seasons. The only team that somewhat worries me is Boston. And even then, if we can play and we're healthy, I, I think we can beat anyone. We just we just got to beat ourselves at this point, man. But you but you yeah. were right about the first round being necessity, and we need more at this point. And if we, while I will admit skill wise and possibly just all around, this might be the greatest Leaf team of my life. I still compare it to the Quinn era because the, we went to conference championships, and my the goalies were my favorite players besides Gary Roberts and guys like that. So so Cujo Eddie would win us whole series by themselves. Like these guys were incredible. So I still judge these teams by that. My childhood. Um, they're not quite there yet, but you know what, man, if they can't make it past the first round or get any success in the next two years, when these contracts are up, then, then fuck it, send them out. If they don't want to be here, then let's just rebuild again. Cause what's the point of paying these guys? If we can't win, you're not wrong, Bob. Anyways, never, that, never, that was, that was yeah, obviously never, uh, that was Luke Shen. So I think we can agree. We're both happy. Luke Shen's back. Um, yep, yeah, that was the Luke Shen trade. <laughs> And that being said, next is Rand. The last trade of the 2023 trade deadline is um, six foot seven, random Zohorna, born yeah. in Chetnia. Uh, let's take a little bit of, of statage on him. Let me just pull this up real quick. Uh, sh- thank you. Here For Dryden Hunt, by the way. For Dryden Hunt, who. First of all, didn't know he wasn't Canadian with a name like Dryden Hunt. I thought for sure he was from That's fucking, very Canadian. fucking yeah. Bush B, uh, North or North, North Bay, Ontario, some bullshit like that. No, he's be Michigan from, or something. He's from Switzerland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could have fooled me. Wow. Uh, yeah. born Zahora had 29 points in 40 games for the Calgary Wranglers of the AHL and went without a point in eight games for the flames this season. Bah, this six foot seven giraffe of a man. Does he remind you of anybody we might've traded at the deadline? I'll wait. <laughs> no, he does not remind me of a giraffe folks. This trade he's talking about. Here's what you got to remember about this. We are not allowed to have more than what five vets on the Marlies at any given time. We can only dress five at a time. Dryden hunt was the six and he, therefore he wouldn't even be allowed to practice and skate. So we just traded him to help the guy out. That's basically what this is. If this guy turns into anything, I'd be happy because what guy with that kind of size, Oh, that size. Yeah. He's going to be the next I, Chara. Obviously. Yeah. I'll take it. And I, no doubt coming from Chetnia, he's probably a huge Chara fan. <laughs> That's right. That he's modeled his game after him. Yeah. He's yeah. just like me. Yeah. Um, except for Chara's from Slovakia. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Slovakia. I don't know. You're going to get us in hot water right now. You're asking it's us true. questions. It's true. Yeah. Let's delete this part. Let's not talk. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> those are the trades. Uh, Bob, yeah. how do you put this trade deadline for the Leafs? Um, I'm going to give it a positive. I'm not uh, I'm not too happy with the Sandine trade, but I'm not upset about it like a lot of people are, especially after these losses and everybody's all of a sudden freaking out like this guy would have been the difference in our lineup. He just wasn't going to make it, like I said, with Riley's contract and where he was. So it's a positive. To... Yeah. O- I, I O'Reilly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, Sandine isn't a difference maker. That's yeah. the bottom line. And exactly. when it comes down to it, was he better was he a liability or was he a uh, was he a difference maker? And I'm gonna say, without a shadow of a doubt, he was 
probably more of a liability than he was a difference maker. Uh, now, does Gustafson change that? I don't know, but I'll say this. Yeah, he came from the always offensive and rarely deep, really deep Washington Capitals. Uh, but he comes into this he comes to this team and instantly becomes their most offensive defenseman. That's good news. Yep. Yeah, and he's got experience. So, like I said, Dubis could have taken a pick, but he wanted Gustafson for the playoffs. Not a bad move. Overall, though, especially with the O'Reilly trade, it's a positive. And Dubis is doing everything he can for this team. Like, this guy doesn't have a contract. For the first time ever, he's just willingly giving up our picks, giving up the future, which he has said for every single year since he's been here that they are going to try their hardest mm-hmm. to not get rid of picks. Now it seems like he doesn't give a shit. He knows that these guys got to win. They're on a timer. So you can't blame him. Personally, even if we don't win and the sky falls and we actually lose the first round, I'd be okay with Dubis resigning because, you know, all these young guys who are going to run it back next year, they love him. And the stability that this organization has right now, you will miss it once it's gone. But we do need the success. So positive for him. And it really fucking sucks that O'Reilly's going to be out four to six weeks. I, I It's time for these Leaf players to show who's going to step up and who wants to be on this team in the playoffs and who's going to be a fan favorite and make a difference. But yeah, Dubas, huge W. Uh, every time I heard about a trade, I was fired up. I, I have to agree. I think it's one of those very special years where if your team is rebuilding, yeah, you might be selling. Uh, but if your team is is where our team is, which is second in the Atlantic and like fifth overall in the in the league and saying, yo, bitches, we're here to get our dick suck. Then this is what I want my GM to do. Let's fucking go all in. Let's get the best players we can. Ryan O'Reilly, they're already trying to re-sign Ryan O'Reilly. I have no idea what the next Ryan O'Reilly contract might cost. I know. You know, he's 32. So does he does he get one of those fucking eight by eight contracts? Here's where I would love it to be. And I don't think this is the case, but this is where I'd love it to be. I would honestly sign Ryan O'Reilly to a five by five. If that's a thing. Yeah. Now yeah. it may it I, I I don't know what his contract. I think he's what like seven million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. He's on the se- second half of his career, so maybe I don't I don't know what it is. Um but the fact that they're trying to resign this guy and I don't know if it's three year deals and I, I don't know what the options are. But what I hope it would be is I would give Ryan O'Reilly almost anything he asked for if it was a three year contract. Because whatever yeah. happens this year happens this year. Next year, this team's going to be like relatively close to the same team we have now, which I'm going to imagine is going to be the same that it's been for the last couple of seasons, which is a top tier team. So if that's the case, I'm hoping for him to be Ryan O'Reilly and do Ryan O'Reilly things. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I know that people close to him are telling him to kind of take a hometown discount and, and by people close to him. I mean, Ba, and that's myself bombarding his DMs constantly telling him to take a hometown <laughs> discount. So here's hoping. Yeah. Well, you're doing the right thing because all all athletes love to be harassed by their fans. So that's what I yeah. And I'm yeah. as important to the team as the players, as a fan. Like we all know that. Right? Clear. We're all as important. Yeah. It's us. We. Yes. All right. Let's uh so Ron O'Reilly's cap hip currently is a seven and a half million dollars. I can't see him taking a bunch less. 
Uh, although I would love him to, but I just can't see it. Uh, yeah, like this guy. And if, oh, look, I'm just I'm looking at his. He he fucking made any money his whole career up to this current contract that pays him seven and a half million dollars. Um, the good news is, I guess this is the last year of that, and you gotta hope that um, that there's something. I don't, I don't know what it could be. Like I have no idea. He's probably going to do like a, a five year by like six and a half though, or something, or even seven, pretty close to what he's making. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, his salary comprises of five, well, okay, whatever. This is all fucking. Maybe bullshit. Minnesota will just keep paying twenty five percent for years for us. Maybe they'll help us out. I'm on board for that. Let's go. Okay, hey, me too. But let's fucking get this thing going. Let's get into studs and duds. Uh, buds, buds and duds. Buds and duds. There's no theme song buds yet, but we've been doing this for seven years. We should have done it by now. And here's the theme songs. All right, where do you want to start on this, dude? Well, let's uh, let's start positive because it's always nice to end on a complete just shit housery. Okay, cool. Okay, do you want me to start? Sure. You why don't you oh. start? Okay, perfect. Then I'm going to take the easy way out. Mitch Marner. Number Mitch one stud. Mr. Marner. Mitch Marner. Even when this team's playing, every time this guy is on the ice, the plays he's making, it's insane. Like the passes, the soft hands. Like, I mean, this guy is an incredible player. And yeah, the contract dispute or whatever was bullshit at the time. This guy is worth every penny. He, he is in a way, and I know this is such a biased take, but he's almost underrated. Because it's pretty much all assists, and he should be in the in the spotlight more. Like a lot of his passes are almost TSN top ten. If that was a thing, still quality. This guy is leading by example. Everybody he plays with is better. He's with JT. The guy's putting up record numbers. He he looks youthful again. Mm-hmm. Matthews is in a slump. You know what we should do? Yeah, maybe give him Mitch. Guess what? The guy gets the two goals the very first game. Like this guy is smooth as butter. He's magic. Mitch number one bud. Love it. Like like it a whole bunch. Uh, hard to argue. I yep. didn't go with, with Mitch Marner, although honorable mention to Double M. Um, you are 100% correct. It is great having him on our team and not another team. So yep. big thumbs up. Thank you, Mitch Marner, for being great. Appreciate you. My number one goes to one of the newer Leafs on the team, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, instant spark plug. Um, love him. Love him at center two. Think it's great. Uh, don't really want to see him where everyone's talking so much shit about he needs to be the third line center. Does he? Because him and John Tavares and uh, Mitch Marner look awesome. Uh, him and William Nylander and Mitch Marner, or sorry, um, John Tavares look amazing. I have been a fan of this guy from a distance for at least five years. And the fact that he's wearing the blue and white and a possibility of him re-signing is all I need to love this, love this even more. The man has beautiful blue piercing eyes, and I would stare into them all the time if he could bring some success to this team. My first bud is ROR, Ryan O'Reilly, Stanley Cup winner slash Conn Smythe Trophy winning. Ryan, Ryan. Excellent, excellent. Excellent pick, buddy. I could not agree more. And thank you. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just a complete butt. I mean, whenever you just all it takes, all it takes when you become a Toronto Maple Leaf is even if it's just a PR quote, but just to say how excited they are that they're coming home and their family. I'm sold automatically. I am sold. I'm like, he's one of us. He knows the passion through the roof. 
<laughs> I'm an easy sell. Okay. My second bud, I'm actually going to go with the newer Leaf 2. We've already kind of stepped on him, but McCabe. He's a second yeah. bud right now. I yeah. think he's a great ad- addition. The physical prowess. He is playing with heart. I actually think that he can play some top-line minutes for this team right now, and, and we are a team that is shooting for a championship. And I think that says a lot. And he was on a Chicago Blackhawks team. He was a plus differential playing with Seth Jones, who is absolute garbage this year. So again, fired up for this trade. McCabe, think I think it's going to be a fan favorite. Do you think what, Seth um, Jones, Seth Jones did get moved because people are afraid of his contract or do you think they're afraid of, of his play? Because and I was, kinda, it could be, it could be both. I'm, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of shocked that, he like his name didn't even come up. Like people were like Seth Jones. Yeah. Uh, two seasons ago, he was great, and all of a sudden, he signed in Chicago, and now he sucks. Yeah, I, and I actually always liked Seth Jones because I wanted a big body guy like that. But yeah, he's gone really downhill, really brutal, and it's almost he's playing so bad that he took himself out of the conversation because his contract's so big. It's like you're definitely going to need a third team to take on part of the salary or Chicago totally. retain a bunch. And the, probably the price to retain that Seth Jones would be outlandish. You'd have to give up your yeah. top prospect or something and it's just not worth it. And it's like, yeah, we'll help you Chicago, but we'll only help you so much. Like we're not yeah. out here to, for you. We're, so yeah, we're not, we're, yeah, you guys are helping everybody for uh, all that weird stuff you did uh, before with that guy. Um, so you, yeah, Chicago, you just have to suck it up and, yeah. uh, don't worry too much. Cause you're probably going to get Connor Bedard there. You're, you're I, my I, guess yeah. for Connor Bedard, Bedard. I, I, I absolutely think so too, that he's going to go to Chicago. And I, I bet you within two years, Seth Jones has moved. Yeah. I think that's, a, I think that's a fair assessment. All right. My next bud, bud number two, I gonna put it out here. Uh, his last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf wasn't good. Uh, but Joey wall playing well and giving the Leafs at least one dub this weekend. Uh, save me from losing what I have left on top of my head. So Joey Wall, a.k.a. Joe Wall, a.k.a. Joe Woe, I'm in. said his name three <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how uh, I'm fucking feeling, Ba. That's how I'm fucking feeling. Okay, perfect, uh, perfect. Joe Woe, number two. Well played, even though it was one game. And uh, for the record, my Samsonov slash Cheryl Pounder theory is incorrect because they just sent Joel back down. So Really? Yeah, so it looks like uh, Murray and uh, Sammy saves for at least a foreseeable future until uh, for sure Matt Murray gets injured again. Okay, okay. Well, What's your bud uh, number three? Yeah, but number three, I'm actually going to take a little bit of the easy route too. And I had this guy written down. Oh, are we freezing? Nope, we can see. Yeah, Willie Styles, Willie Nylander, Will Nye, Willie Nye, since we're repeating everybody's names three times on this show. <laughs> he is my pick. I mean, that overtime goal still makes me want to throw up seeing that from before. Like, just this guy's playing so well. Yeah, he has his Nylander moments where he seems like he just doesn't give a shit and he's just kind of playing hockey because he wants to at the moment. And he could just, you know, take his puck and leave at any moment, but he's been a top player. And I almost want to give him a kind of a slash asterisk to this with John Tavares, who might be out because of that dirty Myers hit, but he was playing excellent as well as our second line center NRC, who a lot of people criticize for being quiet. 
and not a vocal captain, but I think he does enough and he, and his work shows it. So I, I almost want to do a Willie Tavares split, bud. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, you know, Nylander is having maybe his um, best, best season of all time. You won't get an argument from me unless he fucking scores on on his own net. At this yeah. point, I am have I'm so happy for Nylander's success this season. I only want more. And honestly, I love a fucking confident Nylander. All of those yeah. fucking penalties you took on Saturday night made yeah. my dick turn into a button. I didn't appreciate that. Outside of that, Nylander, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. My third bud is one, David Camp. Ooh, good choice. I'll say this, man. This guy, he does a lot of little things really, really nice, really well. He, this week, has been scoring, which anytime you can get that secondary scoring from your third or fourth liners, I'm in. But I just love, I love this guy's four check, ferocious on the four check. Um, you know, we all loved Kasha last year doing it, and Camp, of course, was doing it as well. Uh, we we lost Kasha uh, in the off season. Dave Camp stayed. I hope. I honestly hope they give this guy another two year deal, same kind of money. He is just a great little things guy, and I appreciate that of them. Again, he scored this week. He scored a couple times this week. Relatively hot for a Leaf, um, where they didn't get a ton of scoring this weekend. I'm really happy with Dave Camp's game and Dave Camp. If you raise a cup as a Toronto Maple Leaf this year, I don't know. I might get your jersey. <laughs> I'm not going to get the jersey, but oh, I'll, I'll tell you this: right, whoever whoever scores the last goals of Leaf before we raise the cup, I'll buy their jersey. I'll I'll make that deal with you right now. All right, all right. You but, know what? I'm in. I'm in. We'll yeah. get it together. We'll get. And I, I might I might even do this third jersey, that uh, retro jersey from this year. That's what I'm thinking as well. Okay, sick. And okay, I cool. deal. great call. I agree with you. Uh, he's very reliable. You're never worried when you see him on the ice. <clears throat> like you said, he does all the little things and he has the complete confidence of the coach. And sometimes that can be a bad thing, but in his case, it's positive and you can put him out there to win some very important draws. So yeah, it's thumbs up. All right. Now switching gears, we're going to look at the negatives. Uh, maybe some buds, the guys, some players that used to be buds may now be duds. Bah. May I start? Yes, you may. Thank you, sir. My first tier in Duddery. <laughs> my number one draft pick in Dudsville. My first pick goes to AM34. Wow. Um, been a ghost. Been a ghost. He is... I I don't care right now about the scoring, and I don't buy this 200-foot game bullshit. I think one of three things. Austin Matthews is injured. One. Two. Austin Matthews isn't engaged in the game of hockey right now. Three. I think Austin Matthews is either dealing with some personal shit or dealing with some kind of ailness that that is taking him away from the game because Austin Matthews looks disconnected. Austin Matthews is not taking control of any games. Austin Matthews is having a hard time controlling the puck right now. When in Austin Matthews career, have you seen him fumble and look disinterested as he is right now? 
I beat my head against the wall when I'm watching him play because this guy looks fucking lost. Help me out, Bob. So you mentioned it in the pod before that I called the O'Reilly trade a long time ago. And I brought it up to you that years ago and on this pod, I chose Lilligren over Sandine on which mm-hmm. guy I thought had more of a future with the Leafs. Bob prophecies yeah. here, Bob prophecies here. I'm telling you right now and I'm calling it whenever the last day of hockey that the Leafs play the next day or the following week, it will be announced that he is getting surgery on something because that guy has got to be fucking hurt. And I've thought that for a while. It could be the whole possible kind of load management thing, the dreaded words again, LM. And he is, like he says, saving himself for the playoffs. And it might be one of those things that the surgery he needs or whatever's wrong with him, it's long-term. Like he needs the whole summer. And if he got it now, he'd, he'd be fucked for the playoffs. So they're just trying to assess the risk and how much he can play. But I'm telling you right now, I bet you that guy's getting surgery in the offseason back really major wrist surgery again or something, but there, there is an ailment. I think as a professional bar, 100% there's something going on. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just want it to stop because I can't handle it. Yeah. He's our best player and he's already has above 60 points, but we need him to step up. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like those like players of this level don't drop off like this. Like one hit wonders drop off like this. Uh, guys, guys who are flashes in the pan, they they drop off like this. But elite superstars like Austin Matthews, like Connor McDavid, like uh, whoever, do not drop off like this. And yeah, he's got thirty goals. Okay, um, I get it. Even as a, as an elite player. Getting 30 goals, maybe whatever, a little subpar. If you are, I don't know, Nolan Achari and you score 30 goals and then you never score 30 goals again, we that makes sense. Austin Matthews getting 30 goals should be done in his sleep. The fact that he's, I don't know, I think he scored like, like three or four. I think he scored in the Seattle game, which is only three games ago. Yeah, or maybe he's I, – I can't remember when. It, what I'm trying to say is I know he scored recently. It's not so much the scoring. It is the absolute domination of this game that is missing. I remember last year when he was on pace to 50. He would skate up. He would fucking blow on a guy. That guy would give up the puck. He'd turn it around. Snipe. Goal. Everyone celebrate. This year, he fucking can't control the puck. And I don't know what it is. It's fucking making me crazy, Ba. Help me help me out. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's still doing some really good, intangible, small things. Like, he's still a top leader in blocked shots. Uh, he is throwing his weight around. His defensive game's much better. The face-offs are there. But, I mean, a big thing for me, and I don't know about you this year, yeah, he scored a couple, but his wrister... Like that lethal shot we're used to with Matthews is just not there. He's not taking over games. He is not doing that NH move where he crosses the hash marks into the middle of the ice and then just fires it top cheese. If I can just say every type of hockey lingo out there, like it's just, it's not happening. So you got it. That's why I, I, I think there's an injury or something, but yeah, 
hopefully it's not disengaged because we we need I, him. He is very important. I, I think you're right. I think the day after whatever happens with the Leafs this year, you're going to hear he's going in for surgery for something, whether it be his back for a herniated disc from um, what's that guy, Jamie Ben, or yeah. if it's that's if it probably what surgery. it is that Ben injury. Whatever it is, I mean, fucking get sorted out, please. Anyways, okay, moving on because this is we're we're stretching it now. Who yeah. is your bud, my man? Yeah, Fun yeah. Bud. So, so my first dud, and I'll keep it Dud. short and sweet right now, is uh, Morgan Riley. Yeah, he's been yeah. a bud for me consistently over the years. I am a Morgan stan, and it's pretty evident in how much I praise the guy over the years. But there are a lot of glaring issues. It is getting frustrating watching the opponent's colors skate down the ice, shoot and score. And then you see Riley gliding behind him head down because he gave up the puck and the goal has gone in. I am tired of it. Stop giving him these terrible Justin Hall line mates, whoever else, either put him back with Brody, maybe give him Giordano or McCabe. Riley is an offensive defenseman who is barely playing defense right now. You can't even argue for him you are not a forward i do not care about the offensive prowess with you because we have enough firepower that we can get goals i need you to step it up defensively so this is the first time in a long time mo you are a dud for me great pick i love it because it's 100 accurate and true i am blown away by how much this guy's game has fallen off from returning from an injury so I don't know if he also injured his ability to understand hockey at a high level. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if his recent engagement, if she's I was going to say he's here. in love. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but this dude fucking needs to shake it off because he's, he's year one of an eight by eight. Sort your shit out, please. Yeah. Or you're going to be fucking playing in Arizona next season. Please yeah. And I like that contract. Yeah. So step it up. All right. All right, I'll have my, a next dud. My dud number two. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise because the guys play like horse shit for at least a month and a half. Michael Bunting. Oh, my God. I get That was going to be pack. my next pick. Yeah, great well, call. Listen, all right. A double dud. Fuck, man. I love getting drunk and high on these podcasts. All right. Mike Bunting. Dude, fucking take a chill pill. You're fucking Michael Bunting. Yes. Fucking take it. You're not fucking Sidney Crosby. Okay, dude. First and foremost, play the game of hockey. Play it well because you can. Number two, learn to control your temper because no one's giving you shit in this world. Okay. You are going to get $1.5 million next year in your your contract because the volume of shit you produce does not outweigh the amount of good you do. So... Drop the shenanigans because no one gives a shit. You're not getting any calls because of your shit. Play fucking hockey. Take a lesson and grow. Because the Michael Bunting show does not exist in Toronto. Zero. Yeah. I, I agree with you. This is the first time ever I was going to put Buntings on a dud list. And listen, Bunts. 95, maybe 99% of the time with the refs. I agree with you. They're morons and they probably screwed you over. I absolutely agree. Zali fan completely biased. But at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. Okay. Because 
now it's known about you. You've got a reputation, and that's such a horrendous thing with this mobster union that the referees have going on because it's known now. They're out for you. Like you said, you're a nobody right now. You're not getting the calls for you. And the worst part is your line mates, Matthews, Martin, all these guys are starting to complain a bit too. You cannot have that spreading throughout the dressing room where everybody starts getting whiny, okay? I am the firm believer firm believer of head down, the whole grit grind, blue collar. Like I said, most fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs are. That is why guys like Darcy Tucker and whoever else, they become fan favorites because we like the guys who work hard. So Dougie, do not complain. Dougie yeah, forever, Dougie. 93 forever. Exactly. We're all willing to give you a pretty long-term, not expensive, but long-term contract because, <laughs> yeah, you replaced you replaced Hyman. And while Hyman has a bit uh, skills, like maybe more than you, you've done the job well. And up until this point, before the complaining, you've been a great pest. But you got to get back to your game. You got to get where you're getting pushed in front of the net. You're creating havoc in the boards. You're cycling the puck. You're getting open so that when Matthews and Mitch and Willie are shooting on the net, you're there for the rebound. Like, you know your job, what makes you successful, because you've done it for two years now. Get back to it. Hundo, hundo P. I'm glad we can match up on that one and save a little bit of time for the listener. Yeah. Ba, my last dud. And <clears throat> I'm going to say this. I might be a little brash. I may be a little bit high. I can't figure it out right I bet now. You're, I bet you're taking hit mine as well. My last dud, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be so bold by saying, "Cheers, buddy." We got we got the douche flutes. Douche flutes. My last dud, and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be so bold to predict this is the last time I'm ever gonna say his name as a dud. Okay. But my last dud is Rasmus Sandin. My dude. Can I tell you really. This? I appreciated when Morgan Riley was down and you took over PK or PP1. And you did a pretty good job. But every time I saw you get muscled off the puck, I said to myself, Jesus Christ. Is it you make it you make you make professional hockey look like Timbit hockey. How? And why? So I'm saying this. Rasmus you fucked us for the last time until probably Trump plays Washington later this season. But I'm saying this. I am so thankful I don't have to watch you do any of that fucking give the puck away bullshit, get knocked off the puck bullshit ever again in a Trump police uniform. Unless you pull Luke Shen and we win the cup in like five years. That I'm okay with. But that yeah. being said, Rasmus Sandin, thank you for your service, but thank you for bringing Eric, Eric Gustafson to the Leafs, who I hope scores against New Jersey tomorrow night. As well, um, by the way, the Leafs are 2-0 against New Jersey this year. Look that yep. up. Wow, folks. And there you really have it, what this pod's true thoughts on that Sandine trade, because the guy finishes off his tenure on the dud list. I mean, nothing else more to say. So I'll finish it off with my final dud. I've mentioned his name before, and I've tried to be a nice guy as well. And maybe there's some good in him during the playoffs. And maybe every once in a while, one play. Hall, Justin Bobby, Justin Hall, number three. Get off my team. Get off of this fucking team. I wanted this guy traded. I am not going to defend him anymore. Lilligren is sitting. We got Connor Timmons, who makes some real glaring issues. But guess what? He can provide the exact same service that we're getting with Hall. 
why is this guy Keith, one of Keith's poster boys? Why does he keep getting all these chances? He is now the whipping boy, and there's always one on this team, probably one on every team, but no fan can stand him. And for the most part, I like to think I'm one of the guys, and I would usually be in defense. You can't do it with him. It's so fucking brutal. And then you put him on a line with Riley or someone else. It makes him worse. Exactly. Guys who are already playing like shit, he's, they're being dragged down more. Enough. Okay, Ba, I love it. Enough. Now, I've, I've been trying hard because I can't figure out Justin Hall at all. at all. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's okay. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's horseshit. Sometimes he's bad, and sometimes he's even worse. It doesn't make any sense to me because yeah. it's like the many faces of Justin Hall. What, what Justin Hall are you going to get today? Are you going to get defensively good and block shots and getting his long stick in the way, Justin Hall, or are you going to get, get, I need to suck my thumb because I don't know what I'm doing, Justin Hall. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I never know what Justin Hall we're going to get. And with nine fucking NHL caliber defensemen, why aren't you cycling these guys more? I get it. Riley's been I'm hurt. over it. Brody's I'm been hurt, hurt. Like, honestly, I think Mark Giordano is a tremendous asset to this team. He's been our best defenseman, this guy, this year. I went in Calgary. I don't know if it's Calgary. I can't. I think it was Edmonton, actually. Edmonton, Brody's flying around the ice. And I was like, who the fuck is cleaning up the mess? Because Brody is in this rush. I don't understand it. And they, they pan back. Who is it? Fucking 55. Your Uncle Zio. Your Uncle Zio. Your Zio Geo is what I meant to say. <laughs> Woo! Dude, I gotta put this away. I can't keep fucking toting on this. Zio Geo is back there saving TJ Brody's ass. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, these guys were a defensive parent for a long time in Calgary. They played Edmonton a whole bunch. Is this a key for fuck you, Edmonton? You guys are beating our ass right now. We're gonna see if this works. Is this a possible playoff pairing? I don't know what the plan was with it, but I think I like it to be honest. And I, yeah. if I honestly, TJ Brody can't bury a fucking goal if his life depended on it right now. But he was fucking moving his legs, which is more I can say more than I can say about maybe maybe forty percent of the Leafs forwards right now. Austin Matthews, I'm talking to you. Yeah, boom. <laughs> there you go. Fuck, dude. Fuck. I love this team, and it makes they make me fucking crazy. Well, we got 20 games or something left to prove who we are for these playoffs. Okay. Um, we are almost kind of getting this at the beginning of the month of March. Uh, so I would like you to give me your play for the remainder of the month. If you'd like, I can go over uh, some of the games coming up, and you got you can make your call from there. So how many total are left? 20? I'm going to, I'm pretty sure there's 20 games left, but I'm going to double check for you right now. Okay. Or I'm not because this doesn't seem to be loading. Okay, let's try okay, this. Okay, so we'll just assume 20. Da 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 da. We're uh, prepared. Here we go. <clears throat> also, fuck you, Hockey Night in Canada, for not having the fucking game uh, this weekend, and I had to fucking illegally stream it. Okay, here we go. Schedule. 19 games left. 
Okay, thank you for figuring that out. Okay. No problem. So, yeah, so 19 games left. I'm going to say the boys are going to go. They're, okay, just for the record, they are one and two already. We're in the month of March. Well, that's not including in the 19 games. That would be 2021, 22. Okay. So you're saying so 22. 22 games in this month is a lot. No. Oh, you're going. For oh, I was including season. April. I was. I was. Okay. So we're doing just the month let's, of April. Let's just just do March. I wish I could edit this okay. out, but we don't do any editing. You have Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver already played. New Jersey coming up. You have Edmonton next weekend. Um, I gotta imagine that's in Toronto. Then uh, Buffalo, the Avs, Carolina, Ottawa, who is red hot right now. Islanders, who are also red hot right now. The Panthers, who are warming up and pretty hot right now. Carolina, which has been good. Nashville is kind of shit. And then to end the season, you end with the Panthers. <clears throat> yeah, so I can see us with already two losses. Like, I'm just looking at this thing. We can probably beat the Devils, maybe the Oilers. We've had the Sabres numbers, which I've loved, but they've looked really good. So I could see us getting possibly out of 14 games. I'm going to go a bit conservative. Oh, man. I'm going to say we go eight and six, maybe. I almost want to do nine and five. You know what's but so I, funny? I feel like we're going to go eight and six. No, I, nine and five. Nine and five. Nine and five. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go nine and five. Uh, I I like <laughs> price is right. Um, I I was kind of around that seven eight wins as well too. It's weird because you got two games against Florida. You have the Abs in there. Buffalo who's hot. Ottawa who is fucking super red hot. Yeah. Um, but this is the 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 remaining of this month is a real make or break month for the Leafs. Um, so I think it's like this is like a show me your cards right now because. <clears throat> Like, just going over, like, again, you have McDavid again within a week of playing him. You have Buffalo, who just, like, just keeps building this young talent farm. Uh, Avs defending champs. Carolina's red hot. Ottawa red hot. Islanders red hot. Florida picking it up. Like, Carolina, like, fuck, man, this is a tough month. Man, I have to go the other way. You know what? I'm going to stay with my negative ways. Uh, Two losses already. I'm going to take another six. I think it's going to be a shitty month. I'm going to go eight. Uh, I'm going to go four and eight and two. Wow. Yeah, it sounds shit. I got to write this down before I forget. Because I just don't think the Leafs, I just don't think the Leafs have what it takes to get anywhere past where they need to get. Like right now, I have no faith in them right now. Okay. All right. Bob, take us home. Well, now you got me thinking. Oh. There's 14 games, right? Yes. I want to. I'll change mine. I'll change mine. All right, you, you give me what you got. Okay, I wanted. I want to go eight, four, and two. You're gonna go the opposite of what I'm going to go. I'm yeah, going eight, four, four and eight, and two. You're gonna go eight, four, and two. Yeah, yeah, eight, four, and two. Okay, wow. And folks, okay. And on that note, we're gonna see how it ends next month, but we're closing it out for this kind of February start of March edition of the Leafs podcast. A little gloomy skies after a great trade trade deadline, but folks, hopefully, notwithstanding the injuries, it's going to be looking up. We're going to be getting some wins, and Ba's going to be right, and we're going to be getting those eight. We're still going to be in second place. Let's go. El Jefe, come on, smile, buddy. There's going to be some good I'm going to say this. I hate going against the Buffett, 
but if I have to, I will <laughs> go gloom before the gloom before the doom. I'm saying I'm sticking with eight, four, eight, and two. It's we're gonna eat shit for a little while. You might as well enjoy the taste. Fuck me, right? Yeah, fuck me, right? All right, fans. I actually want to hear from you so on social media let us know your records anybody make your comment let us know and if anybody's right we'll give you a quick shout out other than that i'm ba you can catch me we just recorded another mustard for the month that's going to be dropping this week so be fired up for that and el jefe i know the you just dropped the schwab podcast i saw that i'm about to listen to okay do you, do you know that story oh yeah oh yeah it's so fucked up all right. Yeah. With that being said, thank you, Bob, for your time. You're talking about a mustard. Like, like Bob just said, episode 202 of the Not After 30 podcast, the original podcast. Uh, we just talked shit about Brendan Shaw because he did some bad things. Go check that out. Thank you for listening. Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Fuck me, right?